thank you sir for your answer with respect to the portuguese legal framework while analyzing a potential hub and spoke arrangement and associated theory of harm i would like to ask how to differentiate between the information flow which is necessary and legitimate a part of vertical commercial relationship from the situations where com- competitors use their common contractual partner as a way to achieve a coordinated market response Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, Aditya, let me tell you that uh, that's the billion-dollar question, I, I guess, because it's it's very difficult to distinguish between. Uh, in theory, it's very difficult to distinguish between uh, the necessary and legitimate flows of information and, and situations where the exchange of information uh, might be illegitimate. It's extremely hard to draw a line, and once again, it really needs a case-by-case assessment because. A co- competition law uh, treats um, horizontal and vertical exchanges of commercially strategic information, for example, future price intentions, in in a very different way. So, uh, as as you know, horizontal exchanges of strategic information are uh, always or always or almost always perceived as anti-competitive. So, if uh, competitors exchange. Uh, future price intentions between themselves, while that can be extremely serious from from um, a competition law perspective, um, it can lead to a, a cartel or or, uh, or so. But in contracts, uh, vertical exchanges of information are regarded by competition law as, as actually necessary and even pro-competitive. So. Uh, exchanging inform- commercial information in vertical business relation is perfectly normal, uh, normal and desirable. Desirable. So uh, the discussion between, uh, for example, a supplier and the retailer about prices, about marketing, marketing strategies, about discounts, uh, expectation on on price increases, and even um, uh, comparisons with competitors. It's it's perfectly legitimate uh, legitimate in a negotiation. Uh, the the aim the main aim of uh, commercial negotiation is to um, to I mean get the best price, be, get the, the best uh, commercial conditions, and so so these um, elements of, of strategy of prices that in a horizontal relation would be. Uh, if they were exchanged, it would be uh, very worrying from the competition law perspective. In a vertical relation, are acceptable and even pro-competitive. And but more than that, I mean, in a in a vertical uh, relation, uh, for example, in a in a negotiation, a commercial negotiation, it's perfectly normal for the parties to exaggerate a little bit, uh, use more aggressive language and terminology. Um, so. Um, it's it's um, it's perfectly normal. Um, now, as we were discussing, uh, Evans book arrangement have both horizontal and vertical aspects. So, um, so uh, it, you 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 are you have uh, an arrangement uh, that uh, where exchange information are vertical uh, and they all they occur between supply and retailer. Uh, and, and as I was saying, vertical uh, exchanges of information are, uh, under, under a competition law perspective, 
uh, desirable and, and normal. So, so as I was saying uh, before, you don't have any other option than looking at, at circumstantial evidence, at the context, at the industry, at the, the, the sector concerned, because you, you can just uh, assume that because uh, operators engage in a vertical uh, business relation, you cannot just because they exchange information, because they exchange commercial information, uh, you cannot just conclude that there's uh, something wrong there, or, or, or even worse, that there is a, an evidence cartel there. You still need to demonstrate intent. So, so again, it's difficult to draw a line in, in, in theory. You definitely need to look at the elements you have in practice, because I mean, let's look at the risk. Um, the risk uh, of um, of uh, not doing this is, is too wide. I mean, you might be punishing severely, and we are talking about a, a cartel, which is the most serious infringement in competition law, and uh, uh, and usually the fines are huge. Uh, so you might be punishing severely um, uh, of some operators for something that is not that indeed illegal. So. You have to be very careful when you are analyzing these uh, evidence-spoke arrangements because um, uh, because you really need to look carefully into the uh, the elements uh, the elements um, of, of the case. So I, I'm sorry, I I, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I believe I can't uh, give a more concrete answer, but that's the that's the the, the challenge of of evidence-spoke cartels. No, sir, I totally understand. So, like, but it's uh, like I totally could say that it's a complete way and rather very comprehensive to the fact that they're eventually very tough to determine and various elements attached to it are indeed complex to explain. So, that was indeed a complex and comprehensive answer, to be honest. So, uh, like, advancing further, how do you think coordinated market strategies work through? common uh, pricing algorithms in digital market systems like in the contemporary times and the digital market system and ecosystems have evolved mm -hmm. uh, well I mean for me it's clear that, that for me and I guess for, for, for everyone in the in the competition law world that uh, digital markets are, are, are bringing incredibly complex legal challenges I mean and, and it's very easy for me to think for instance that uh, nowadays, prices can be set and adjusted in, in less than one second uh, just by using pricing algorithms. Uh, you know, algorithms can help ensuring fast and effective monitoring of, of the behavior of the of participants in a cartel, uh, particularly identifying deviant cartelists, uh, and, and of course, I mean, uh, um, artificial intelligence tools uh, that are some of them are actually in place um, do not even do not require continuous human intervention so you can imagine just by uh, looking at some of the um, possibilities that these these tools uh, bring that they can actually uh, create several problems for uh, for 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 competition law uh, by the way Actually, let me. Uh, I know that uh, Ariel Esraki and Maurice Duke uh, participated in a very recent uh, session of your podcast. They have a very, very interesting book called Virtual Competition. Um, right, right. <laughs> they, they, where they explore uh, a lot of 
actual and, and, and future scenarios concerning anti-competitive practices arise from algorithms. So, uh, and I do I do recommend the, the, that book because uh, so for me it's, it's, it's clear that algorithms can definitely foster collusion and um, and uh, lead to uh, to uh, other anti-competitive practices like abuse of dominance. Uh, so definitely will we'll bring uh, uh, um, uh, will bring uh, a lot of challenges but uh, but just a, 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 a caveat because that's uh, one thing is to to, to uh, talk about uh, the about collusion in general but another thing is to talk about uh, Evans pull cartels uh, so uh, Will even spoke cartels uh, arrangements flourish, flourish, uh, or become more frequent because of, of algorithms? That I'm not that sure because, I mean, uh, even spoke cartels, even spoke arrangements, as we have seen before, a very, very specific uh, requirement, a very, very specific uh, criteria that must be um, addressed. And, and, and the standard of proof is, is actually quite hard. So um, let's, for example, think about an example of uh, a potential collusive scenario. You know, for example, competitors use the same software or algorithm or acquire the same IT service provider to, to set prices and control deviating card lists. So here again, we have uh, competitors. So. Um, operators that um, are within the, the same level of the supply chain and are using uh, using or a, a, th um, a third-party software or third-party service provider to uh, ensure uh, the, the functioning of, of the cartel. But to me, this this seems closer to a cartel facilitator case, uh, not actually a even spoke uh, scenario. So. In a in a in a in a in a, cart, in a, in a, in a cartel facilitator case, um, we have we have here in, in the European Union a, a recent case, the Troyant one and two cases, um, in which the the European Commission found um, and the European Commission and and the, and the courts found that uh, Troyant consultancy firm. Um, was actually facilitating a cartel. So, was for example, um, so Troyan was a consultancy firm was not active in the in the same market as the as the cartelists, but um, but but as a consultancy firm, uh, Troyan, uh, I mean, for example, um, uh, would um, find places for the meetings, would moderate the meetings. But was not an active part of 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 the car of the cartel itself. So for me, uh, Evan spoke as I said before, as very specific requirements, and I'm not sure that. So because we still need to prove the existence of link between the spokes and the, uh, we still need to prove intent. Um, and I guess in the digital world, world with these new tools. Um, these explicit changes between suppliers and retailers that are required to, to maintain the arrangement are, are 
less explicit. Um, and especially when you start talking about, uh, um, you know, artificial intelligent tools, so that do, do not even require uh, human intervention, you start to think, well, but Evan Spoke needs some kind of continuous interaction uh, within this triangular relationship between spoke A and B and spoke, and, and spoke C and, and proof of intent with these complex algorithms is also very difficult. Um, are all the, the members of this uh, digital cartel aware that the algorithm is uh, um, setting the prices for everyone? It's, it's not that it's not that easy it's not that easy it's um it will i mean it will place even uh, uh you know chal- more challenges to to competition authorities because it also they need um if we are talking about complex systems and complex algorithms uh, in order to detect uh, and anti-competitive behavior, you also will you will also need uh, you know complex IT tools and, uh, uh, and 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 competition authorities clearly need state-of-the-art technology because the the you know the operators in the market might be also using state-of-the-art technology. So I'm not that sure that uh, because of the uh, just to summarize because of the requirements requirements of Evan spoke. I'm not that sure that uh, we, we, I'm not that sure that we will see uh, Evan spoke cartels more frequently because in the digital world, world because of, of algorithms and, and similar tools. I'm not that sure. Thank you, sir, for your response. Um, we'd just like to know more. We discussed this briefly, but just. A little bit of your opinion and your remarks on the challenges faced by the competition authorities mm-hmm. while pursuing the hub and spoke cartel cases. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I was saying, um, I, 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 um, I would respond that uh, there are two types of, of challenges. One, uh, I would say more in terms of. Uh, one substantial challenge and one I'd say more formal. So the substantive challenge is, as I as we were saying, uh, even spoke cartels are are, are actually uh, complex legal uh, figures, uh, uh, way more complex than this and then RPM, for example. Uh, so authorities, the competition authorities, do need uh, to. Uh, have strong cases. They have to um, investigate uh, quite deeply. Um, they need, I mean, proving I- intent, uh, as uh, we're uh, speaking before, is is uh, is not easy. It's not, you need a lot of evidence. You need circumstantial evidence uh, because the risks of uh, um, the risks are, are too high. Um, and then you have uh, you have. Um, you have to. This leads me to the second uh, challenge, which is competition authorities need um, tools. Uh, so they need IT systems, they need staff, they need time, and 
when you are talking about again when you are talking about complex um, um, legal um, figures I mean you 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 definitely need uh, the competition authority to have the tools to to pursue these cases um, and uh, so I guess these are the two main challenges that that uh, and and of course there is another one connected with as as, as we also talk about uh, connected with the with the digital world so uh, if we are um, if we conclude that um, the digital world is very complex very sophisticated uh, there's uh, technology changes every day so you also uh, for competition authorities they they also need to develop um, strategies and and tools to um, to make sure they can detect uh, these uh, these more sophisticated practices. Otherwise, uh, they will um, face uh, new new problems, new challenges with tools from the past, and that that would be uh, that would undermine the, the enforcement. Right, sir. So, Mrigang, if you have anything to add, you can. Otherwise, we may conclude. This was a very interesting conversation with respect to hub and spoke cartels, an EU law perspective, a Portuguese leg- legislative perspective, some remarks from we Indian hosts on the Indian perspective as well. And very useful remarks uh, because <laughs> it, very useful because uh, I mean, juries. The, the, the challenges are similar, the practices are similar, but uh, but the law is, is different, and uh, we also need to keep updated with, uh, with what's going on in, in, in India and in other parts of the world. Definitely. So we, I totally concur with Aditya. It was a much, much fruitful session. Also with that, because like we haven't had a very uh, comprehensive discussion on vertical agreements or like precisely hub and spoke cartels. So that was really fruitful indeed and we were like really enjoying the sessions thoroughly. So very, very, very thankful for that. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for your time. We will be uploading the podcast at the earliest and uh, seeing the length, it might be uploaded in two parts. The team will see to it and we'll update to you with respect to the links, the posters, you may share it on LinkedIn. I'll share all the details with you at the earliest. Uh, sure, Aditya. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, of course, uh, I will uh, wait for your uh, uh, yeah for your feedback. And uh, thanks a lot for for this very interesting conversation. I really enjoyed. I'm sorry sometimes it's uh, difficult to uh, explain these um, complicated issues in a few words, but uh, I did my best. <laughs> No, no, we said we completely understand and it was like very comprehensive. We need not apologize at all. And it was indeed really a very elaborate piece. So we're glad for that. Thank you. Thank you.